0: Welcome to Let's Talk, hosted by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. Here, we will focus on the struggle, the juggle, and everyday hustle of small business. We will be here weekly talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles. We welcome your questions and comments, so feel free to email us at admin at We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Welcome to the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. My name is Thalia Williams, and I'm the marketing concierge for David B. Plemons CPA. Today we have on our show David B. Plemons, the owner, as well as Rita McDaniel, the operations manager, here to specifically talk about budgeting through a crisis. Without further ado, here is David and Rita. Thanks, Thalia.
1: Thank you, Thalia. Appreciate it. We wanted to spend a little bit of time with you this morning just talking about the the importance of a budget. Typically they're important, but especially during times of uncertainty. What is a budget? We have a couple of definitions. We have a formal definition. It's a formal statement of estimated income and expenses based on future plans and objectives over a period of time designated by management.
2: Every business has a basic hierarchy of needs. So they have their basic needs, they have their security they have uh, improvements and then expansion, so in, in, in that order. So a budget helps you define what your basic needs are, um, and then the security, what, it, what's it, what is it going to take to make you feel safe? And then it has room for improvement. Once you get that established, then it has room for improvement, and then you can expand. So in times of crisis, when you're trying to budget through a times for crisis, you have to focus on the basic needs first. So that's just when you're starting a budget, just starting with what you know. What do you need to keep your business operating? That's basically what the, the that defines your basic needs, or what we're trying to what we use or define as basic needs for a business what is what's it going to take to keep your doors open and running. And that's what everybody is really focused on right now, especially with everything going on. Basically,
1: so. what is the minimum I have to do to keep this business from failing?
2: Right. And then that's and that's what you start, whether you have historical historical data or if you're trying to, to compile new data from nothing, you always want to just start with what you know. So you know that you have to pay your rent. You know that you have to pay your utilities. If you have employees, you have to pay them and their taxes. So you just start listing those items out. Um, and then you can go back and start to fill in what you know about your income, what what income do I know is going to be coming or what sources do I have to to gain that, um, to fill that basic needs category, Um, and then you build onto it to fill the security bucket. So you want to make sure after your basic needs are filled, what do I need to fill up my security, but to feel secure that if something should happen again and again and again, that my business is going to be okay for X period of time.
1: And in that regard, you you think about cash reserves a lot, things like that that create your safety net. I feel comfortable. The economy goes down for a couple of months. We've got it in savings. We're good. Right, that's just, how I define it. Right, that. and
2: it's what it's what you makes you what makes you feel safe. What makes you able to sleep at night? You know, comfortably knowing, okay, even if this happens, I I have this in my in my bucket.
1: The next thing is, what does your business want? What do you want to do? Okay got my basic needs covered. Now I've got my security blanket, so to speak. Now what I want to improve upon. Maybe I want to upgrade the computer systems and and upgrade the phone system. Want to get a nicer office. And then once you get that, then you can look for expansion. We need to hire three new people. We need to do this, do that. That's what we call expand. So there's basically four levels of the basic business hierarchy for budgeting with the basic needs, the security, the improvement, and the expansion. A lot of people think that budgeting is really, really difficult. It's one of these things you can make it as difficult as you want to or you can make it as simple as you want to. Mm -hmm. We're simple people, or at least I am. And we're going to have to sh- kind of show you how to do this or talk about how to do this.
2: Just try, try to keep things simple. So if it, when, when you're in the middle of a crisis, it's easy to get caught up in the, the panic of the situation or the emotion of the situation, uh, and you have to take a step back and just stay calm. So the first thing that you probably need to do when you're trying to develop a budget in the middle of a crisis is just to stay calm. Just stay calm and, and review information that you already have. So most people have a tax return, and that's a good starting point. If you don't have any historical data, if you're not keeping up with your financials on a monthly basis, to pull out your tax return and to give you that starting point. If you know that this is what you did last year in business, it's easy to assume, you know, that that gives you what you know. So it's easy to assume I'm going to have these regular expenses or I should have these regular expenses based on if the income is coming in as it did last year. You know, so that gives you at least a base of, of um, start. So in
1: our budgeting cycle, we talk about really to start with, establish your goals and objectives. And just because we're in a crazy period right now doesn't change your goals and objectives of a business. This is a short-term hiccup, we hope. Right. But basically, start out with your mission. Why are you in business? What are you trying to accomplish? If you have a mission statement, go back and look at it
2: review review your business plan pull out pull out the entire business plan and start reviewing it so in times of times of crisis especially you want to make sure that that your your goals don't change but maybe the path to get to those goals might just based on the environment that that changes constantly around you so that's establishing your goals and objectives if you have a business plan you've already established your original goals so pull that back out again and and see if your path needs to change um, and then just start collecting your information. That's the second step in the budgeting cycle is start collecting the information, start pulling out what you know now. What is my rent now? What is my payroll now? What are my expenses now in the middle of everything that's going on? Um, and then start listing them out.
1: So collect the information. Like Rita said, you will be you'd probably be surprised at what you already have. You just need to, again, sit down, collect that data, put it down on a piece of paper, that's not a budget, that's just a data collection step. And then from that, we actually suggest you start preparing the budget. And as Rita mentioned, what do you know? You know something. If you're in a building with the rent, you know what the rent payment is every single month. That's not a hard number to budget. Uh, if you've got a, other payments, so a mortgage payment on the building or a note payment on your car, or things like that. i got three employees, they make X amount. You know what that is. Most of the numbers are not that difficult to come up with. It's just getting them corralled and putting them down on paper and making sense out of them. So
2: when, once you get that all compiled, the next step is to prepare the budget, put everything down on paper, um, and we have there's a basic budgeting format that you use, which is basically just a profit and loss statement which is, you know, defining your income and then listing out all of the expenses on what you pay, what you spend your money on is basically the expenses. The Like we talked about with the rent, the utilities, the telephone, all of those things. And you start listing those out with the numbers and then the income less the total amount that you spend is your profit and loss and that will tell you if you are in the red or if you're in the black, you know. Uh, If you're in the red, then that's when you start to evaluate your performance. That's the next step of the budgeting process. Once you've prepared it and you've put it in to the format that it needs to be, then you want to start evaluating it. Am I losing money? Do I need to start cutting costs? Where do I need to take my corrective action, which is the next step. And that's Usually uh, where our clients get a little hung up on a lot of the time is in evaluating the performance. They have the papers. We give them the information. They evaluate, okay, now what do I do? So a good example of that is through all of the, the pandemic with COVID and all that stuff, They we had a client that was really, really aggressive. We had three different types of clients. Uh, one client was super aggressive. They kind of <clears throat> saw it all coming down the pipeline, and they – uh, they took corrective action immediately. They had current information. They had a budget in place. They knew what needed to be done. They immediately fur- furloughed everybody on, on the staff except for one person, and they just kept them on the phone calling all the vendors saying, you know, hey, this is what's happening. Is there, can you give me a deal? Can you, you know, extend my payments? Can you, what can you do for me to help me get through this? Um, and they called their lenders, their bankers, everybody in their relationship circle. They they called them and said, hey, what do I need to do? Um, and they were on the fast track. They applied for everything that they needed to apply for. Um, and then they were up and running as soon as be, they were one of the first to get their, you know, PPP loans. And then they came back and running. But they were very, very proactive. So we had the very proactive clients. Then we had the the second type is the the, they didn't have a budget in place. They, oh, crap, we were supposed to have a budget in place, but we didn't have one. Um, what correction actions do we need to make they didn't furlough anybody but they started to to alternate their schedules with the staff because they had current numbers so they had financials but they didn't have a budget in place but they had something to go from so they started to forecast a little bit Um, and then when they're forecasting a little bit they realized, oh we probably need to alternate the schedules because we're not going to be able to afford the entire staff Then we had the C client, which is a lot of small businesses, unfortunately, that didn't have current information, were not prepared, still kind of struggling, still trying to find their feet and figure out what they needed to do, and they're using a whole, you know, years of information from last year. They're not using current information. They only have last year's information. So they're, they're in a little bit more of a struggle. They missed the first round. Now they're waiting for the second round, and we don't know if their businesses will make it. So... Those are the three different types of clients that we can give examples of that probably would have benefited having the information about budgeting ahead of time. You know.
1: you know, if you've got a budget in place, something bad happens, you can look at that budget and say, here's a piece I don't need anymore. I can carve that out. I know exactly how much money that's going to save me. For example, the accounting department costs me $10,000 a month. I'll just can the accounting department. I know I can save $10,000 a month. So the more sophisticated your budget, the easier it is to do some of this. And we're not advocating that you come up with some super complicated thing. We're talking basically basic stuff here. Uh, but, again, I think there, any kind of budget you have is going to help you make the analysis. And when we were talking about the basic needs and the hierarchy a minute ago, Even if your budget will not support the basic needs, it's going to make you stop and think. Okay, for example, I've only got $1,000. My basic needs are $2,000. I've got to cut my basic needs one way or the other. You call your landlord, try to get your rent extended or forgiven to a certain point. You look towards technology. A lot of us have offices with phone systems, and then we all carry cell phones at the same time. Potentially, you could can the phone system at the office and go totally on cell phones. There's all kinds of technological ways you can get there. So just because you can't make your basic needs, don't give up. uh, You just got to scratch your head and get a little creative
2: and 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 flip and pivot your business. So sometimes a corrective action isn't a negative thing. It's not how can I cut my expenses, but it might be what new service can I provide? What what new way can I can I get my product or I can get my service out to to the individuals that that C client that I was talking about the third option they were really struggling and trying to figure out what they needed to do but they flipped their whole business model and went completely virtual they went completely online they started holding their classes and doing their events completely online and it actually opened a whole new um client base for them because now they weren't just local face to face but now they were nationwide because they were you know available across the internet which is which is worldwide technically but now they've got clients in other states they've got you know that are that are paying on a regular monthly basis to, you know, that, and that was a source of revenue that she, they didn't have before. Um, And so it, it's actually something they're going to keep in their business plan. So they're like, okay, it's not something that they thought about doing before or something that, that, They had wanted to do, but everything kind of forced them into that arena, and they had to do the pivot. And now it's looking like it's a more viable solution to continue going. She's even after everything opens up, they're going to be still continuing their virtual programs.
1: First off, we've been talking about budgeting your cost, and most and think of it even as as like a household budget. I know what I have to spend. Now I know what I have to bring in in order to cover my spending. The business is the exact same way as Rita was talking about the one client whose marketing opportunities are now nationwide, worldwide, because they're on the Internet, versus just uh, something that's local. So you got to get creative again. I know what my expenses are. We recommend you typically build up your expense side first. Then you know what your revenues have to be. Then you've got to scratch your head again and get creative. How can I make my revenues that? And as Rita was saying, add new services, tweak the services you have, talk to your customers, say, what could we do to help you more? Basically, get into a sales and marketing mode to kind of really figure out um, what your income can be. You know what your expenses are. Now let's work on the, on the income side make sure it comes in. Without getting too deep in accounting stuff, some expenses are fixed, like your rent, uh, telephone bill, things like that are going to be the same or very, very much the same every single month. Other costs are going to vary with your production. For example, if you if you manufacture lawnmowers and your sales are way down, the purchase cost of lawnmower stuff is going to be way down because you only purchase it if you're selling them. So you could start with your fixed costs, the variable costs. You just kind of build onto those as you as you work your sales forecast.
2: Some of the people are they they shy away from creating a budget or doing anything because they think it's it's something that's super hard and difficult that they shouldn't. Um, that is something that big companies should do, and that it has to be something that's really really formal. Um, so we work with clients that that develop a, a budget just even with handwriting it on a note paper like a note piece of paper and things like you know like that's just how they started and then they develop it into something else so one one thing to consider is that it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be complicated it can be simple you know we talked about um starting with your expenses so you know what you have to have income wise um and then start developing and building back into your income um in addition to that, I mean, it, it's always going to be hard. It's always going to be difficult. And the very first time you do one, it's always going to be bad. It's never going to be good. So don't expect, don't have too high of an expectation going into doing the budget the very first time you're doing a budget because it's 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 something that is habitual. I guess you could say like it's you have to build the habit of doing it and refer back to it. Um, and every time you do it, it's going to get a little bit better because you're going to know and understand your business a little bit more every single time. So it's you once you develop the budget, you don't want to just say, oh, okay, I'm safe. You want to actually use it and compare it to your actuals. So you want to start – if you haven't been tracking your financials, you want to start tracking your financials so you can take that budget – and use it as a living document, just like your business plan should be. It should be constantly changing and evolving. You should be learning from it as much as, as just preparing it.
1: And so the, the good news is that you don't have to make it hard. But the bad news is you have to participate. You cannot delegate to your receptionist or to your salesperson or whatever to do the budget. You are the main person. You're the owner. You have to participate and you have to be the driver in this to make it happen. You've got the vision. It's all on it's on your shoulders. You can you can ask for help, you can get help from people, but it's on your shoulders to make sure it happens.
2: Yeah. I mean in the end it's it's your story. So just like we we talk about when when we do our classes and, and seminars and things on how to read financial statements we always talk about how your financial statements are the story of your business. Well, those translate into your budget. You know, you want to tell a future story of, okay, this is how, this is what I think is going to happen. And then did it actually happen? And if it didn't happen, why did it not happen? You want to use your budget to answer those questions, to help you manage your business better. Being a business owner, you want to be as flexible as possible so that you can go where the trends take you or, or go where, where the need is. You don't want to, disvalue any opportunities that that should come to your doorstep. Uh, And you you always want to take action um, for anything that needs, corrective action, if anything needs to be fixed. You know, so you you always want to constantly be looking at it so that you are constantly flexible. So there's different types of budgets in the formal state of things. There's the static and the flexible and, you know, some other formal-type budgets that lots of big companies and things use. But as a small business owner, just to put it down on paper and be, be flexible, um, it, it's you're doing it, you can change it. So don't think that just because you put it down on paper that one time you have to keep it there, you can, you can change it. It's okay. Nobody's going to come with a ruler and smack your hands at any point in time. They're just, you know.
1: Y- flexibility is important because – Somebody walks in with a great new idea that could save your company, and what do you go? No, it's not in the budget. Forget it. I'm not going to do it. you got to be flexible. If somebody brings in something like that, the answer should be, you know what? Let me go through the budget. Let me see what I can reroute. I know this is new opportunities. What can I change? Be flexible. Like Rita says, you may do the budget five, ten times before you get it right. Over a period of years, every time you do it, it's going to get better. But the the better all, also the way you segregate and lay it out, it's going to give you the visibility. And if I need to make a change, like we were talking about removing the accounting department or whatever, um, it makes it kind of plug and play to a certain point.
2: It just it, it pulls out, makes visible the the glaring activity that's happening in your business that needs to change so either positive or negative you know so it all the changes in your business are going to come from evaluating your budget versus your actual once you get your budget established you want to on a monthly basis go through each and compare the budget okay this is what i thought was going to happen this is what is actually happening you know what are what are my shining stars what do i need to keep and oh okay what are what are my big glaring red buttons that are flashing that i need to get rid of you know, and then make that make that change or implement that into your business plan. So your golden stars, okay, like the the going completely virtual for the C client that we talked about. That was a golden star. That was something that she had not or they had not ever thought about before um and now they're taking it and running with it and it's it's become a really good good thing for her business or their business and they're just, you know, capitalizing on that, on that movement. So not every crisis is going to be negative, negative, bad. There can be silver lining um, that you want to capitalize, opportunities that show up on your doorstep, and you want to be ready to take action and to, to embrace those opportunities to take your business to the next level.
1: When it comes around to taking action, we've, we like to make up acronyms or whatever, but <laughs> ACT is accountability. Be accountable for what's going on out there. See communication, communicate to your people. You may not want to lay out every single dollar of the budget to all of your employees, but they need to know where you're going and uh,
2: future plans future like plans how, what yeah,
1: mm-hmm. everybody is in the same boat. Most of your employees would like to know where the boat's going. Mm-hmm. you know I got on this boat not knowing where it's going, and it's right. I see nothing but open ocean. where are we going
2: yeah. Or is it thinking? Yeah. Am, I, am I still okay? <laughs> My feet are wet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So communication is a big one, and then the the, the termination. Not and termination is such a big negative word, you know. So when when, but it doesn't mean terminate an employee because that's what every business owner goes to is like when you say termination, they're like, we terminate who? And no, termination means stop you know, stop doing this, stop doing that, terminate this service even, you know, so if there's a service that you're providing that is now no longer, uh, it's obsolete now because the environment has changed, just stop it. Just terminate it. Just don't offer it anymore, move. You know, so there's, you know, graduate your business to the next level and, you know, hold yourself accountable and just start over. So the action, the act that we use, the ACT, part you know is it's constantly evolving it's so once once you make that decision you go back up and you hold yourself accountable you know so i made this plan i made this budget i'm going to hold myself accountable to this budget i'm going to look at it i'm going to keep it on my desk in front of mind and make sure i'm comparing it to what's actually happening and i'm going to communicate that to my team even if that team is yourself <laughs> By going through the budget versus actual, you're communicating with yourself, so it's okay. <laughs> so, but it's even beyond that. If you're a single owner and you're working through this, you still have a team of people that want that you want that want to see you succeed. That's your accountant. That's your you know your business attorney. That's your business banker. That's the your mentor. All of those people that you're supposed to be involving in your business as your team that's who you want to communicate those things to if you don't have employees or contractors on the boat.
1: Let's wrap up here with a little bit of friendly advice. Start with the easiest items first. Like we talked, the the fixed price, the rent, the telephone, we know what those are. Start Start with the easy items, declare victory, and then move on to the harder items.
2: And remember that not all months are created equal. So you're going to have ebb and flows in your business. you're going to have peaks and valleys. there's a trend to your business, there's a trend to your competitors. know all of that information you know they're not all created equal and your business isn't going to be the the standard or the norm and things like that. Don't be scared of that that's okay you know make sure that that you know your trend that you're planning for those those valleys you know and saving for them in your peaks but um, don't don't be afraid that every month, there might be ups and downs, so that's okay.
1: Remember why you're doing the budget. You're doing this so you can have visibility into the future to help guide your business and know what you're doing in order to achieve your goals. If you want to retire someday, and you need, you say, "I want my company. I want to sell my company." Well, you got to grow it to a certain point, and one of the key things you need to do is have a budget to be able to to get to that point.
2: And that's that's why we. You know, we advise our clients to keep the long-term goals in mind. So it's not just your short-term, how am I going to make it out of this year? How am I going to make it out of this month? But where did I ultimately want to go with this business? Where do I want to see myself in 10 years? And make sure that that you're budgeting or you're pivoting and you're changing your business to keep those goals in mind, you know, because maybe your 10-year plan needs to change. You know, maybe in 10 years you're in a different place than you thought you would be, but you still have to have those long-term goals uh To strive for
1: and then make sure the information your unit you're using is accurate, you know those of us who are business owners sometimes we've seen things over and over and over again we oh it's eight you know that's that's just eight yeah. dollars come or, to find out it's really forty dollars right. because we don't remember that something changed five years ago.
2: Verify, Which, verify your numbers. Yeah. You know, if you your gut says, oh, it's usually around five hundred, and you put that down there, but go back and verify your number because it because it might be three or it might be eight, and then that, that makes a big difference in your planning.
1: And be realistic. Putting together a budget that's not realistic is like lying to yourself. It doesn't do a lot of good. Uh, you may fool yourself for a little while, but when you're someday you're in the ditch and you look up again, man, I shouldn't have believed that. I was wasn't being realistic. Yeah
2: just be honest honest with yourself and that's part of the the staying calm you know through through times of crisis as well as through times of excitement you know so that's that's kind of the big extremes in in the the emotional you know ta- toggle in business it's the you know they're either like oh really 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 panicked or they're oh super super excited and both can can skew um the, the numbers in budgeting. So if you're super excited, you're going to way over budget your income, you know, and way underestimate your, your expenses, and that's not going to help anybody. So you have to kind of calm yourself down, take a couple breaths, and then just give give yourself, you know, make sure you're being honest with yourself. Nobody else has to see it. You know, it's all just you. You can be honest that, oh, okay, maybe maybe that's going to cost a little bit more than I thought. So maybe I'm not going to make as much as I need to tell everybody.
1: Maybe I don't need that motor home in my business. Yeah,
0: maybe those things. We appreciate David and Rita coming out today to talk to us about budgeting in a crisis. If you want more information, please contact us at admin at com. Thank you so much. For more information about any of our guests or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at PlemonsCPA.com. And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is
2: providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc., The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the hustle, juggle and struggle of small business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our
0: office.